Welcome to Chaos in Christ podcast. I'm your host, Alexi Felix, and it's a pleasure to have you join me today. And today I thought I'd talk about something that's a little bit away from politics, and it's more individualized, but it does affect the people in the culture. And as you can see, people in the culture today have this sort of mentality that is surfaced all the way back up to politics. But we're going to get into you personally and the fact that denying personal responsibility in your life is causing chaos. And so I thought that would be helpful. Uh, It's something I've learned in my own personal life. I think it's something that God has obviously been working on me for a long time. And you know how it goes. The older you get, the more aware you are of yourself. But even then, I've seen grown men who refuse to take personal responsibility. I've seen women who refuse to take personal responsibility. And then when you examine their life, the fruit thereof, you start to recognize some patterns. You realize why they are where they are. That may sound harsh, but that is the reality. Because each and every decision that one person makes, it's leading them somewhere. All right? And whether you want to go there or not, it doesn't really matter because it is the conscious decisions that you are making that's leading you there either way. And where you are today, right now, where you're hearing this, whether that's good or bad or indifferent, it's because you led yourself there. Okay, so just taking a look at what we see right now, the first part is that in our culture today, victimhood seems to be the new cool. It's the new sort of look that everyone seems to be rocking. And it's almost like a badge of honor. People walk around with such a sense of victimhood that they can't get out. And there's something outside of them that is preventing them to getting from getting ahead. And it's the new cool. Everyone seems to agree. Everyone seems to applaud when someone starts to claim that they are victims. They are hurt by trauma in the past, by racism, quote unquote, by, I don't know, oppression, not being able to get ahead because they're women working and, you know, how that's supposed to go. The men seem to get paid more and so they can't get ahead. It just goes on and on. I can give you example after example. Sometimes it's a little bit more personal, isn't it? Like you start to doubt yourself so much and start to tell yourself that anything that you do doesn't ever work out. And why even try? Why even try reforming my life and living right before others when no one seems to care? No one seems to even notice the good that I do except when I fall and do wrong and sin and transgress the whole nine yards. I've heard people and had conversations with people who live life out in the streets. And by not by the streets, I don't mean homelessness. I mean out there either gangbanging, either you know selling drugs to get by, to make their money, whatever it has been or was, out there in the streets, then deciding to reform, you know, because maybe there's one or two people that told them, man, you need to get out of here. This isn't good for you. And they tried doing that. And because no one seems to believe their decision, their changes, quote unquote, because they've talked about the changes they're going to make, no one seems to believe it. Then they start to throw up their hands and say, then what's the point? 
What's the point in being good and doing this and changing things up when no one cares? And if anything, they look at me with the same eyes of judgment. They, they assume I'm going to do wrong. Well, that is going to be the case. As a matter of fact, you're not going to get away from that. People have gotten a reputation from you because it's the life that you led. And some people will love to see you transform and give you the benefit of the doubt right away. Like myself, I've given myself the idea that, man, this person's going to change. And I'm so happy only to find out they went back to the vomit, back to the destruction of life and the chaos of life. And after a while, you get jaded. You stop believing in people. It's unfortunate, but it's the reality. You stop believing because you've given them everything. You've given them your encouragement, your support, your belief. You've given them money to help them out because they they proclaim from the rooftops that they were going to make a change. Maybe that's you, that they gave you money. They gave you support. They gave you encouragement, love, and conversations, and late night hours because you were proclaiming change. But you let them down. You let yourself down. You've been let down. And so you throw up your hands. And the new cool now, like I mentioned, is just being a victim and just blaming everything else, the government, the taxes, your boss, your mom, your dad, your friends, the way you were born, the, your health, everything. Everything, you just blame it on something else and you never take personal responsibility. You never actually look within and say, hey, you know what? I seem to always get to this place. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe it's actually me that's kind of going through some things. And now in the culture, the, the greater cool thing now is to blame white people for everything, especially if you're a minority, right? Obviously, if you're black or if you're Latino or Latina and don't come with me with this mess about Latinx, I ain't playing that game. That's not who I am. Latino or Latinas running around mad at the white man, calling them colonizers, you know, and just blaming them for, for their miserable and pathetic lives. That's right. I'm, I'm telling it like it is because... Most of these people that even complain about that live a life that, that, that isn't exemplary. They, they quit. They don't work. They quit every job they have. They have no consistency, no dedication. They don't plant their feet somewhere and give a, a damn about what it is that they're doing. They just keep moving about, moving about. No one, no one remains faithful within one's relationship with one another. Marriages break up. And then there's a blame between this person, that person, this situation, that situation. I grew up this way and I'm unhappy and I, I got to do me. And, you know, things start to crumble in your life. The debt, the money that you owe from all the credit cards you use, from the borrowing you did and not once investing in these things and instead just being a consumer. And now you have debt like crazy, always scraping by wondering why things happen. And then you lose your car. You don't have money for the rent. I mean, that's on you at some point. And that's something I had to learn very well my own self, okay? I'm not just simply pointing the finger, acting like I've always been, you know, personally responsible and I've never done the wrong thing. That's not at all where I'm coming from. I'm coming from a place that was irresponsible, that was blowing money and living paycheck to paycheck, that desired to get high more than I did to just save the money I was spending on that stuff and save it, stack it, and reinvest it or prepare for a rainy day. I mean, I've had to move a couple in my early 20s. I had to move a couple of times because I just didn't have the money for rent. There was no food in the house and the apartments that I was living in with my roommates. All I cared about was just getting high and going out. 
and I did work a job. I, I had a, a good work ethic, but I hated most of my jobs and I quit a lot of them too. And it just kept switching around. And I, and all those money, all the money I made, I had nothing to show for it because I had no responsibility. I had my car repoed at one point because again, I wasn't even paying my car. No, I just wanted to smoke weed and get high. That was me. I mean, there was a time where me and my buddy, and we laugh about this. It was so, I mean, we were young, dumb, uh, but you know, we paid the price for that. We were roommates living in our apartment upstairs and we didn't pay the light bill and the lights went out and we had no food. <laughs> we had no food in the fridge, nothing. But what we wanted to do was get high and smoke and we had no money, no cash, nothing. We got so desperate to the point where we ended up flipping a, a hat, I believe. We traded a hat with one of his buddies to give us a bag so then we could go back to the apartment with no lights, no food, and damn near about to get evicted so we can get high. I mean, no personal responsibility whatsoever. And I would complain about my life and I would just think that everything's against me and you know, it just it never works out. But I had to learn and I had to grow up. And the reality is you have to grow up too. God does hold you responsible for the way that you live your life. And he holds all of us uh, responsible. We are not going to escape this life without being under under the microscope of the way that we live, every decision that we made. It will be reported back to him. It's all being recorded now. Every word, every every idle word spoken, every thought, every decision, every action or inaction, that is being recorded. That's all being shown at this point in time. What, what, being a, what being a person of victimhood mentality is and someone who doesn't take personal responsibility, it just displays a sense of weakness in oneself, a lack of structure, a lack of discipline, and that stems from a lot of things. I'm not saying that because you grew up in a fatherless home that it, it was easy. Trust me, that's probably some of the reasons why I had my issues. I grew up without my father in my life. I didn't have positive role models. By God's grace, he actually did bring some positive role models in my life eventually when he pulled me out of the world and saved me and I became a Christian. And these men that did pour out into my life during those seasons, I honestly believe saved me from going to a, a deeper, a stronger path of destruction because of their influence in my life and their their... They're modeling of what it means to be a man in Christ, working hard and striving for something. I think I have bits and pieces of that from them. And when I got out of line and I got out of pocket, I was corrected. I was rebuked. I had to learn how to apologize and then take personal responsibility. There was a time, I'm going to admit this. This is an embarrassing story. I had a mentor in my life and he took me under his wing to help me through a life of purity. I had, had a lot of issues with, with girls. I was in my teenage years, had a girlfriend, and you know, just not living righteously before the Lord. He took me under his wing. I mean, he literally took me under his wing. There's a lot of people that would say they were in my life, but there's only one person I know for a fact that took me under his wing, that poured his life into me, that just corrected me when I needed corrected, encouraged me when I needed encouragement, challenged me when I needed to be challenged, instilled to me in leadership, showed me what leadership was and what it's like to get to work and get up and go after it. One guy. And so and I'm in high school. He's my mentor. And my grades sucked. I just, 
and, and I blamed it on, on the teachers. I blamed it. I mean, in my opinion, they did kind of suck though, but I didn't blame it on the teachers. I blamed it on the school system. I felt like, you know, I was just a, this victim. I even convinced my mom to put me in homeschool. Uh, and like, just so that way I, I can just escape the responsibility of it all. And I had failed. I had failed because I eventually did go back to school. I was trying to go to the Marine Corps. I went back to school and my grades weren't, weren't good at all. Poor just declined and of course my mom took the opportunity to tell this guy and then he said all right let's go take a drive let's go take a drive so we go we drive up to the brickyard brick town if you're from chicago you know what's up if you're not it's basically a strip mall or not a strip mall it's actually a mall outside sort of mall and i think it was tj maxx i don't know something like that it was years ago he told me that what i had to do was approach three to five people and and explain to them that I am being told to do this because I had failed in my commitment to maintain my grades and show responsibility. And I need to admit that to four random people and get their wisdom as to what I should do and how I should go about it. Guys, he legit made me do that. Like that was the most hardest, most embarrassing thing I ever had to deal with. And honestly, I, did, I almost didn't finish. I got so angry, so upset that and and embarrassed really that I left the store walking out. And he's in there and he's been monitoring me, making sure I complete the duty. <laughs> and I walk out so angry with tears in my eyes. And I just started to snap at him and we just started to have a conversation and he, you know, talked me down and made me realize, hey, that at, at what a man does is that he confesses and fesses up to the things that he did wrong and then he seeks repentance and then wisdom and guidance. And this is the consequences of having not taken responsibility. This is what it should feel like and this is what you should avoid. And so when we had that heart to heart, I thought to myself, man, this guy's right. All right, man, let's let's go home. I learned my lesson. But unfortunately, I still needed to talk to, I think, two people or maybe one. And he's like, well, you know, you still got to finish. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, for real? Like in my head, I was like, for real, bro? Are you like, are you for real, man? <laughs> like, this is really what you want to do? And I did it. I finished it because, again, another lesson was taught there. We have to take personal responsibility. I committed to to follow through to what he was going to have me do. And so, therefore, I needed to do that. I had to complete it. It taught me a lot. And to this day, I remember this. I remember this. It's a story that will be with me forever because it taught me what it meant to be a man and to take personal responsibility and to show up and stop blaming other people for my problems in life. And what I've learned is, that those that take responsibility know when to step up and blame no one else but themselves. They do not blame anyone else for the choices that they made. They get things done and accept it if it fails or if it succeeds. People that take responsibility are hard workers. They understand what hard work is, they're not afraid of it, and they know what it entails, blood, sweat, and tears. And, and those that take personal responsibility understand what it means to delay gratification. And that's a problem with people who don't take personal responsibility because they are always trying to cut the corner to get 
to that outcome fast, quick, and easy. They don't want to do the whole thing right. And but unfortunately, the whole thing wrong leads to consequences. That's when people want to pass the buck down the down to someone else and blame it on them. Everyone else did it, but you. Personal responsibility is key, and delaying gratification allows you to really process what you're doing and the words that you use and the commitments that you make, and then you do it. And in what and whatever the outcome is, there's no one else but to blame but yourself. And those with, with personal responsibility, they kill the bad habits and they kill the bad company. Not literally, though. Don't go killing people. But what I mean is you are the sum of the, the, the five people that you hang out with. Bad company corrupts good character. I believe that and that's biblical. It's scripture. And trust me when I say that this here, this is all rooted in scripture. And so that's why we're about to get into scripture right now let's look at galatians chapter 6 verse 7 through 8 do not be deceived i think we could just unpack that for a second what is it to be deceived it's to believe that it's something that isn't really true but believe it completely right like you may walk around thinking you are one way or that there's something else happening but in reality it might be what you don't know or what, what you can't see, but it might just be you, right? Like you're deceived. You know, you, you are in living in an illusion, in a lie, and you are deceived. So, you know, Paul here is saying, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. And see, that's another thing too. You can't blame it on anything else when you know deep down inside it's you. Because what, what do you think? God is just somehow like too busy and he can't see what's up. He is omnipotent. He knows what's up. He is a, he's aware of everything. So you can't mock God by saying it wasn't me. I didn't know. It wasn't my fault. It was this woman's fault. You can't mock him. Do not be deceived. What you do that's hidden, what you do is revealed to God. God knows all. And it goes on to read, for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Another thing about personal responsibility, it's not just so much that your money is out of whack and that you're in severe debt. It's not so much that you're just completely overweight and fat because you have not taken care of your own body. It's not so much that, you know, your marriage has imploded and it's broken up because you cheated or you just dishonored her or him in the most heinous way possible. Those things are a result of just the lack of personal responsibility and the horrible decisions you make. But this is deeper. There is no honoring God or to God for that, right? How do you glorify God? You glorify God with everything, all your might, all your soul, all your strength, everything, your entire heart, which means that your money management is is done in a way that stewards it properly, that yes, gives you a good benefit and result, but ultimately glorifies the Lord. The way that you honor that marriage, honoring your wife, wife honoring the husband, all of that, 
that honors and glorifies the Lord as he has called us to do it. The health uh, lifestyle, the addictions that we struggle with, blaming it on, on even the addiction itself. All of that is reaping to the, is, is sowing to the flesh. And so you're reaping death. These are sins that are out to get you. They're meant to kill you. The wages of sin is death. And on a physical level, you can see the results, but even deeper, there's a spiritual level going on. You are separated from God and his, and his grace, and you deserve his wrath for it. But those that, that sow to the spirit, that, that think of things that are good, righteous, and, and holy, that their thoughts are above on what lies ahead in heaven, in Christ, in the gospel, then that changes you. And that allows you to see what sin does and allows you to recognize that you must take personal responsibility for the life that God has given you. And when you sow to the spirit, you reap from the spirit eternal life. And there's a physical consequence to that as well. Your money management is better. You're prepared for a rainy day. Your health and your body is is in check. It's not spiraling out of control. You're active. You're able to move. You're honoring God with your body. Your marriage is is solid. Okay. It doesn't mean it's perfect, but it's definitely not what the world makes it out to be most of the time. It glorifies God. The children are good. Your money is good. Things are in its proper order. That's not to say things won't happen. That's not to say that life and, and sin, I mean, we are in a cursed world after all. We are fallen in sin. Doesn't mean things won't throw a wrench in your good life. And that suffering will never come all of a sudden. Suffering will come. Trials will come. Persecution will come. But it's how you respond to those things that is your responsibility and how we honor the Lord in that. Our responsibility is to spend time with him Study the scripture so that we know that when these things do arrive, we know how we are ought to live and respond and think. It is your responsibility to open up that Bible, to know what is the will of God, to know what he tells us about our own souls and our own minds and our own hearts and what he has called us to do, what he forbids us to do. That is your responsibility. Everything is your responsibility. You see that in such a simple way when you walk into your house and it's a hot mess and you're the only one living there. Who are you going to blame? I think my point is being rested. My encouragement to you is this, that it's time to stop passing down the buck to someone else or to something else, some other entity. We can't control a lot of things that happens in our lives, but what God has given us to control, we are called to do so, to be stewards of the things that he's given us and to do that properly, not to bury your talents into the ground, but to go out and multiply it and to maintain the things that he's, he's called you to maintain. So go do that and watch how life starts to begin to transform. I mean, I, another little quick little story and then I'll end this. Um, and it's very super simple, but I just remember a time where I, I would have been mortified by this. Uh, not too long ago, my car, all, all of the brakes, uh, the pads were just completely down to the bone. I needed to do my brakes. I had to do everything. And locally, real close by, uh, a small shop, um, I like these guys. I took my car there and said, hey, look, you know, check it out. Let me know. And they called me back. 
And they tell me that all of it, yeah, it needs to all be done, all of it. And they give me a next amount of numbers. I'm not going to spit out the number, but it was it was up there a little bit for the most part. It's up there. And when he gave me that number, if he would have given me that number when I was 21, 22, 23, 24, 20, even 25, I mean, even shoot, even up to 27, honestly, I, I had to learn the hard way for a long time. If he had given me that number then, Probably would have just been like, oh, I probably drive only here to there until I have no brakes and then get into an accident or just completely never drive it again. But it was such a, a moment for me where I was able to say, all right, let's do it. And it not hurt me. Not because I'm some sort of rich man who's making tons of dough. No, it's because I've managed these things. I've taken personal responsibility of my finances and managed it in the proper way to take care of my household, prepare for un, un, unforeseen events and circumstances, and to know that when they do come, I'm ready. And sure enough, I was, and it did not hurt. I had a sense of peace, a sense of a realization that w- this is what it looks like to be responsible for your life. And I would wish that for you, and I would wish that for those that listen. Because otherwise... Your lack of responsibility is the chaos that you are seeing in your life. And you can't blame anybody else. You can only blame yourself. So I hope this brought some sort of encouragement, some uh, realignment, a little tough love. And it brought you back to, you know, looking, repenting, trusting in the Lord, and then spending time in his word and seeing what it is that he's calling you to correct. The things that you need to start really paying attention to and really dial in on. 